Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers. Coming in hot, coming in hot. Welcome to the Playmakers, a Thursday edition of the greatest sports show you have ever heard in your entire life, or at least one that you've never really heard the likes of before. That's what we're aiming to, not necessarily to please, but to be a little bit different. And to uh, show up on big days like this, Adrian Hernandez over there. I wish it was on better terms in terms of, in terms of terms. In terms of the terms. I wish the terms were better in terms of good news. But news is news and we got to cover it all and things happen in the world of sports. Yeah, we got plenty to get into today. Plenty of uh, hockey discussion, obviously. Uh, Joe O, who always joins us on Thursdays on some baseball betting, a little bit, you know, more of a creative conversation, shall we say, that this week, uh, Adrian, because we got pretty heated about the Little League uh, debate that we've been going down. We had to go to our expert, which is our our local, not local, our national, you know. Yep coach in the little league ranks he's a big player in the the amateur athletic little league world so we kind of need to get his insight and i'm I'm happy you said conversation some might listen to it and say just all out debate argument first take type vibe but we're very passionate about things around here and sometimes that happens right and technically we are part of the wagertainment business we're a little bit heavier on the tainment but he brings the wager him and uh, trista crick do that each and every week um, we'll get into some footy, some footballs. Very open, flowing, fluid, one could say, second hour of today's program. You said you're just going to ask me a bunch of questions about the NFL, and we're going to see yeah, where it we goes. Got, we got a lot of things going around in the league, and also here with the Raiders, too, uh, some some interesting comments. Uh, so we're going to get into it all. Ooh, deep dive at 35, because Thursdays are about me, like most days that end in Y. And then uh, I'll look back at it to close out our show. But for the most part, today, the theme... Is this? It's time for the can opener. Should we be worried? <laughs> what happened? What happened? I mean, there's like of all the things that popped up today, and and honestly, the timing of this couldn't work out for us better professionally because uh, we had a brand new nightcap that went live last night with with Mike McKenna, and we randomly discussed you know some of the the big time injuries that people are sustaining in the NHL especially those on the other side of 30 and then we I wake up today 5 15 in the morning just blazing ready to go get my walk in start my process and all of a sudden I see run across the news uh Robin Leonard out 
for the 2022 and 2023 season for your Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, that yeah. seems, seems kind of big. Seems kind of big. Uh, timing seems a little sus. Yeah, what's going on with that? Well, there's... I can only speculate, and I can only put together the stories that I formulate in my own head. And granted, I got a pretty good idea how to play paper dolls with this particular uh, dollhouse when it comes to hockey, when it comes to goaltending, when it comes to the Golden Knights and what's transpired here since he was brought in just a, a couple years ago. There's some some reckoning going on within that organization. I've even seen some people on Twitter saying, how could a team so new be so cursed? Mm. Well, I'll tell you. They invite the bad juju people. That's what they do. You sound like my aunt. I like this. Okay. <laughs> they invite it. And I think the most important thing about this story is that Robin Leonard is doing what's best for him and doing best for his body. Like I said, the timing of this announcement is a little suspect because he had uh, some injuries towards the end of last season. But remember, that was like his shoulder, and then it was his kneecap. This is something completely different. This is something that every goaltender has to deal with at some point. It's all in the hips. It's all in the hips, Chubbs. And what the position does to the human body and the natural human movement. Like, Mike McKenna and I got into this briefly yesterday. It's something that I've really become more interested in these last few years since I've gotten out of coaching and out of the development model because that's what I was doing before I, I was in the radio business. I was coaching up kids. I was creating uh, dreams and pathways to those dreams for young hockey players up in Minnesota, and I took that pathway myself. And trust me, there's there are consequences to all good and bad actions, and that's ultimately what's catching up with Robin Leonard in terms of how he plays the position stylistically. And that's ultimately what's happening to the Golden Knights with the way that they handle their business. Because I don't think this hip thing came out of nowhere. I think that this has been uh, uh, a thing that's been led up to and, if anything, foreshadowed considering how much injury problems he was playing through last year. And again, what we'll get into here in a minute, his stylistic kind of inclination towards stuff like this. But... I don't know if you remember, Adrian, towards the end of the regular season as the Golden Knights were fighting for their playoff spot, for their lives. Yeah. They ended up you know, missing the playoffs for the first time ever in their franchise history. But Lenny was struggling, right? There are a couple games there where he wasn't at his best, but then he would kind of bounce back and he'd be all right. And to be honest, the team in front of him had a lot of leaky holes to themselves as well. Like ultimately, the puck has to beat – five other players before it gets to the goalie. And everything gets amplified when Ab that happens. Absolutely. And everything gets amplified when you're a netminder because you are in a pass-fail business. And every failure yeah. you have goes up on the scoreboard. But I forget who the game was against. But it was after the first period. Lenny let one in. The puck goes back to the guy, uh, the defenseman. Um, he basically just sends it towards the net, and it beats Lenny, I think, high blocker side. It's on his right side. And they go into the locker room. And it's just kind of like a normal game. It wasn't like it was like 4 nothing. I think it was just two goals, if I remember correctly. Two or three. And all of a sudden, we see Logan Thompson leading the team out for the second period. And I have video footage. I, I need to go back and look. I just need to figure out what the date was. Because I was interested to see if he was going to come back out on the bench. <laughs> Legitimately. Yeah. Because as a former netminder myself, I've been in those conversations with coaches about how I'm feeling. Or maybe they feel like... I'm not on my best game, and so we're going to make a switch. Yeah. 
Later on, I come to hear, allegedly, there was an altercation in that locker room. What the full details of that altercation, I'm not really going to take that to air because I'm not going to, it's not something that's confirmed, let alone my business. But I know that stuff went down. And he kind of puts on that face, is out there for the rest of that game in the tunnel, you know, as a backup net miner, and everything's fine. And he's not at practice the next day or the day after that. And he's injured. Oh, but is he injured? But here's the problem, too. I'm pretty sure the Golden Knights were in a salary cap crunch yep. where they couldn't call up another net miner because they didn't have enough wiggle room. And so he was needed to be there. And there, it took a lot. It took days. I think it was like maybe the game was on a Wednesday and he maybe showed up around Sunday or Monday for him to get back in the building. And he tried. And then it ended up, oh, the injury's worse than we thought. Well, he was playing through it a week ago. That's one conversation that's not for today. Um, And at that point for me, just based off of what we've gotten to know from Robin Leonard, how he conducts his business, what his personality has shown to us as members of the media, this is a man that has not felt very supported by anyone, by anyone. He's a very, like, lone wolf world against me mentality and that mentality serves a lot of us in the goaltending position it fosters that us against the world thing I mean I was going through drills in college where coaches like goalies have no friends anybody can shoot at any time and it was literally that it it was it was a slaughter and pair that with the way the Golden Knights conduct their business the secrets that they keep the the overall just tight to the vest PR that they go with. Robin Leonard is a very open human being. It, it's something. It, it kind of commands that from him, the way, the path that he's chosen for his life as he's chosen to, to get sober, as he's chosen to be very open about what he struggles with mental health-wise. Like For you to be like, you have to be brutally honest, radically honest. And that's not something that the hockey world fosters, let alone this particular accolade in the Gold Knights organization. And so for me, the timing of this is suspect, but not really. Because I didn't think a few months ago that we were going to probably see Robin Leonard back in a Golden Knights uniform. Ever, ever but ve- anytime soon. But to announce this in the middle of an offseason? It's towards the end of an offseason, if Actually, you really think about it. Yeah, because what, are we um, a month uh, or two away? Yeah, it, it, it's not that much time. And so you could you could go, well, we wanted to see if we could get it uh, healed up with some rehab, get some PT in there, give it time to heal itself. Like, Because surgery is not always the best option. Sometimes we, we rush to those options, right? And speaking of that, not to derail you, no. I, I am seeing some people, and I'll ask you, uh, do you feel like hip surgery is like a death sentence for a goalie? It can be. It certainly can be. And for Rob, I'm very worried about Robin Leonard's future as, as a professional hockey player. But I'm more worried about Robin Leonard, the person, too. Yeah. Because going through an injury like that and and that realization that this could be it, right, and your mortality, and not just your mortality in, in terms of what your career is, but your future earnings, the pressure that your your family's put on you, all these things like that that stare you right back in the mirror of, of a chronic problem that affects almost all netminders – because as I was getting into with Mike McKenna yesterday on the nightcap, the goalie position is one of the most unnatural, unhealthy, contortion lifestyles you could put your body through. 
You could do you could say the same thing about the skating motion with with forwards and defensemen, but goalies, if you think about the knees, if you think about the 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 feet, that's all there. But the hips are everything. The butterfly stance is everything. And Robin Leonard is a big boy. 64250. And sometimes he flirts a little bit north of 250. That up and down and up and down. I'm not even talking about the like your knees hitting the ice. That's one thing. It's about your ability to hover. It's about making sure your butt doesn't hit the ice. We develop these cores that are yeah. unbelievable because we have to stay completely still on, in the middle while also being controlled in motion, right? You use your skates to move and everything else needs to be st- as still as possible. The way that his weight falls in his stance and how wide he is in his edges, his, his skates are so far apart, his hands are down in his normal upright stance just on his feet. But when you're that big and you play the style he does, it is so quick and easy for that weight to get down. And that puts more stress on his hips to essentially not go through the floorboards, right? you got to stay controlled. And that's where one of his strengths as a goaltender is his ability to stand his ground, his ability to wedge, his ability to not get pushed in the net. That's why the, the scrums and the second, third chance rebounds were kind of neutralized with him because he was so big and he wasn't going to get pushed around. After he went down, like it's very easy for goalies to lose their leverage when they go down because their weight is now uh, displaced in, in one leg over the other or, or trying to make a save in motion. When you're, when things are down, it can get tough. But he was a guy that was able to basically paddle down and keep all of that garbage out. Now that left him a little bit more um, vulnerable upstairs, certainly. I mean, you could see that when people come down on the rush on the right side and they go uh, – up high, bar down on the short side, glove. Like, we've seen that a million times. And what that does to a net miner, when that's your bread and butter and how wide he has to be all the time, and again, that weight going up and down, and then there's all those 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 circus-level saves where I go down and then the rebound's here and then I got to flip over. It's, it's such a fluid position that most of us don't even have terms for what moves are because it means something different to each one of us. Yeah. And so... I'm really worried about Robin Leonard. And this is this is a guy who I asked ahead of, I think it was last year, because he was doing MMA training ahead of the season. He dropped a bunch of weight. Yeah, because it was after the bubble. And because he knew that he was going to be taking the lion's share of the starts because Marc-Andre Fleury is no longer here, right? You got to get in a little bit more shape. You got you to make sure that you're going to be available and I asked him, do you think that this is going to affect like how you play your position? Because like I said, he is the guy that drops down and then you shall not pass any any longer from there. And he said he wasn't worried about it. And I mean, I take everything with a grain of salt because I know what it what it does to your body to go through extreme fluctuations as well. And when you're trying to push yourself, and, and I'm not saying that their hip injury is because of that, but it's the cumulative effect of what the position demands from your body. And then the the willingness that you have to push yourself through pain to push yourself through through being hurt because we know that there's a difference between being hurt and being injured and that's what he was doing and that's what most goalies do is that you are fighting for the last puck last second you don't give up you don't care if your gloves at somewhere else you don't care like that's the mentality and he felt responsible for this team and put this team on his back and tried and ultimately the consequences are here and so I'm not sure what the future holds for Robin Leonard. I really don't. I, I, I wish him not a speedy recovery. 
I wish him a steady recovery. A proper recovery. A proper recovery. And one that is aware and very hands-on with how you deal with this mentally. Because as we've, as we've talked about, as we know about Robin Leonard, this is a guy who's dealing with a lot that carries a heavy burden backpack. Makes a lot of money. You know that. But it doesn't matter when the lights are off and all of a sudden you're in a dark room by yourself. It's really, really tough. And so I, I wish him the best of luck with that. I hope that we see him in a Gold Knights jersey next year. I really, I honestly do. I think he's a, I think he's a great guy, and I think he's so important for this league. But I also hope that this isn't all of a sudden a start to to a bad chapter of a story. You know what I mean? It's very easy for things to get slippery in moments like this. And from an outside perspective, to the to the stuff that's a little less important than his recovery and how he's going to feel and, and go through this process. Yeah. Uh, I am very, very confused on how this news could break at this portion of the offseason, like we just mentioned earlier. I I just, I simply don't understand if this was a situation where they were holding out hope on trying to use every last type of everything except surgery. Was Leonard doing this to, to get at the Golden Knights? I think there's an element of that. I think as the season ended and his obligations to the team ended, he said, K peace. And if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, when I was there for the for the Cassidy introduction conference or the press conference, uh, I think it was like Jesse Granger or somebody asked asked him about about Leonard if there's any update. And they're like, We don't we're we're not in contact with him at this point. He's taking recovery on his own. It was something along that lines of just like we trust him to to whatever and that he'll come back. Like and a so, Zion Williamson, go to Portland, yeah, do your own thing. But that's thing. the thing. Like, <sighs> hockey's such a, a such a unique culture of hands offedness. Like with basketball, with the NBA, that story in I and of itself, it. like <laughs> it, it it defies logic to this day because you can micromanage those guys so much easier because there's fewer of them, right? Yeah. And 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 it's a much different business model in the NBA. I mean, the other track and sleep stuff, all that. Like it, it it's much more finely tuned versus the NHL is like. Well, did you block the shot or not? It doesn't really matter. Did you lose some teeth? Okay, like we'll 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 we'll, uh, we'll sew you up. Like it, it doesn't really matter as much as long as the job gets done. And so there's kind of this this separation. And and again, that separation that, would drive that me crazy. secrecy. That secrecy because this is also a team that doesn't say anything about injury reports or anything. Like this is a sport that fosters that environment because they're conf- they're convinced that well, if we say that they have a knee problem, that somebody's going to go target their knee. That's probably true. But you can, you know what I mean. It's just like yeah. this is this is a this is a problem of their own making. That being the Golden Knights and the way that they handle their organization, how they've handled him, and then Robin Leonard's got some got some explaining to do too. But we don't need that from him because ultimately the the biggest news is what the injury is and his timetable, which we don't know when he's going to be back. But regardless, the Golden Knights thought they had a big answer in him, and he's still under contract for a few years, five mil per, and he might still be the answer, but he's not going to be the answer this year. The answer this year is probably going to have to come from young Mr. Logan Thompson, and we're going to talk about him a little bit later in the program because I thought for for an audition that he had towards the end of last season, I think this team can make the playoffs with Logan Thompson in the Nets. And like you said, Mike McKenna joined you on the night on the nightcap. Yep. Uh, earlier, he tweeted out that yes, Logan Thompson is ready for the challenge. It was a right call to put him in the AHL last season. Mm-hmm. Proved in the shortened season that it wasn't a fluke. Yep. It's still raw. It's a small sample. But his numbers don't lie. Yeah. And the attitude is where I'm going to be digging in just a few minutes. But first, before we get into the rest of that Gold Knights conversation, we'll take a little break, a little bit of a breather, a little palate cleanser, and get to <sighs> Mr. Joe O. Love for the bet. 
Adrian Hernandez and Lindsey Brown. The Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. Another spirited moment with Joe O, but first, the drop! Oh, we missed it. It's all good. It's all good. It fell out of my soul, so it's okay. It's not quite the potency that I'm looking for, but you know what? Sometimes things can surprise you, Adrian. Sometimes you can find a hero in a corner where you weren't looking for one to begin with. Well, uh, all Golden Knights fans tonight, today, they need a hero. That's exactly where my brain was going. Synergy. Synergy. It is happening. And... You know, a lot of things are happening with your Golden Knights. Robin Leonard's not going to be playing this year. Hip surgery is going to take him out of that consideration. And so we have three net miners on our roster right now. One is Logan Thompson. Another is Laurent Bressois. And the third, Michael Hutchinson. Now, Bressois himself is recovering uh, a bit from hip surgery. And just considering where his age is and what he was brought into this team to do, which was to be a supplemental backup for uh, Robin Leonard, he wasn't brought in here to be a starter. Logan Thompson is being groomed to be a starter. And he's going to be given probably one of the best chances a young netminder's had in, in a few years to make his NHL dream come true and have a, have a clear way, a clear path to be a number one netminder in this league. And find success because I I think that this team could figure out a way. I honestly do. And a lot of it has to do with the personality that Logan Thompson plays with. I was looking back at some of the articles. I was trying to, what well, was the game where Robin Leonard got pulled after the first period? Well, that was on uh, no date other than 420 against the Washington Capitals. That's why we couldn't remember. There's that. Uh, but – you got to remember, he he was the guy that after Alexander Ovechkin scored his 50th goal against him, at, just replied, he's okay. Right? That swagger. And you can tell the way that he plays because he's a lot more of an aggressive netminder. He's a little bit more of a pouncer and, and is out there to attack angles and his marks rather than pucks. He relies a lot on his athleticism and his reactive abilities, which is just a different style than we're used to seeing, at least with Robin Leonard. He's a little bit closer to Marc-Andre Fleury in the specter of goaltender, if we're going to use those two as the example. I have some notes on him from his first start versus Nashville, which was right around the, the, the turn of the new year. But he is very aggressive outside of his crease. When, it, when, when pucks are coming down, when the rush is coming down, he is going to cut down that angle. His feet are going to be outside the blue paint. And again, it is about cutting down that angle and allowing himself the angle to react and make saves with his athletic ability. Precision and containment are going to be your your worrisome parts because he is very explosive. He has a lot of power because he uses his edges very well to explode across the crease. That's why he can kind of get around with being a little bit outside of the cage, a little bit outside of the crease, coloring outside the lines because he has that ability to get back into that play. It's also a softball, which is always interesting because there's not as many in the league. And so sometimes it offers a little bit different of, of a mind challenge for shooters. Cause they're like, well, I always shoot to the right side. Cause that's blocker side. Well, that's glove side now. So that's different. Uh, I have some notes on him on, on his post integration that are little details that I think will be important. I think it'll be an area in which some, they will look to attack because he puts a lot of torque. He, he wraps himself around the post. And again, it's about creating that ability to explode and get across that crease and so you you have to give a little to take a little, and sometimes that's where you can find those edges where you can beat up netminders. Again, we can loop back to our conversation 
with Mike McKenna yesterday, we were kind of breaking down, well, how do we get an Igor Shesterkin's, you know, uh, uh, crevices, essentially? How do you, how do we get um, Thatcher Demko off of his game? Because there's little ways that you can kind of deter those goalies. But again, this is about the attitude factor. And I think that really took him to a different level down the stretch of the season last year. And I think it endeared him to the fans as well. Now there's a juxtaposition between him and how the fans treated Robin Leonard which they were booing him while he was actively in the nets and stuff. So there's there's a little bit of play off of that. But I think cockiness can be a good thing in a young goaltender. It's a very fine line. But when there's enough adversity and enough of, of, a, of a hill to climb in front of them, that kind of helps damper down and, and humbles them in the right way where they don't get too outside of themselves, but they're still willing to rage against the machine. I'm, and that is exactly what this team needs. 100%. You just broke down like in the game, what's going to happen, where he's effective. Just from the outside perspective, again, from my viewpoint, mm. there were so many times I'd come in here and be like, Lindsay, this is a team fighting for a playoff spot, right? Mm-hmm. Because they seem very nonchalant, like this lethargic. is a preseason game. Yeah, yeah, super lethargic. And the minute Thompson was in there, the minute Logan was in there, right. like you could say, the attitude changed. Right, and there's the attitude, and then there's the the kind of collective group um, Energy. goal that will say we got to make sure we we lay out a couple more, be a little bit uh, smarter in our decisions because this guy isn't nearly as experienced. But he can't handle this workload, and so you have to mind your p's and q's a little bit more. Like I get heavy Jordan Bennington vibes from him, not necessarily to the point where he gets pissed and swings his stick at Nazem Kadri's face, but in terms of that co- the competitiveness, in terms of that, you, I'm gonna beat you, you're not gonna beat me, and the respect that he has for the game, which he's also earned in his uh, road getting here. You know, he's not a guy that's been picked at, at tab for Team Canada. I mean, I think he's playing in a tournament right now. But, you know, when you have those guys that had to work their way up and fight through the Everglades to get there and just machete, you got to just keep going after it, after it, eat pucks for breakfast, get up, stretch, and do it again. Like, there's a different Get your Dan Campbell of, on right oh, now. Oh, it's I'm just inspired. That's what happens. And so I, I think the Golden Knights have something in Logan Thompson. But they need him to be a little bit more. Will he be able to rise to the challenge? Well, we got a few weeks to figure that out before training camp, and then that's when the answers start a flying. Whole other hour of sports and other things on the way. Footies of Footballs kicks things off first. Love for the bet. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. You expected someone else? So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.